Good afternoon and welcome to Thoughts from the Cheap Seats, our fantasy football edition. Uh, thoughts from our fantasies. Today is just me in our new studio, a.k.a. my garage. That sound you may hear a little bit is that box fan because it's still like 80 degrees in my garage. But today we have on Kyle Cavanaugh, our fantasy football expert. So it's our thoughts from our fantasies. This episode is brought to you by Five Star Hoops LLC, specializing in player, person, and program development. Contact Five Star Hoops for all your camp, clinic, and consulting needs at www.fivestarhoopsllc.com. Enjoy the episode. This is our fantasy football insider, Kyle Cavanaugh. Welcome to the What's show. What's up, man? Welcome, welcome. Um, we just spoke off air briefly. I love saying off air. It makes me seem really official. Like, yeah, we spoke off air. But anyways, we spoke off air about three running backs that are now in the injury report. So you've got some guys we may need to pick up. Uh, and then you spoke about some guys that you just, you're over, need to drop, kick them out. The floor is yours. Yeah, so there's uh, kind of a rough uh, week or so injury-wise. Lots of names piling up on the injury report all the way around. But uh, three of your bigger names at the running back position, which is typically the harder uh, spot to fill on your roster. Um, David Johnson popped up on the injury report, didn't practice today, uh, dealing with a couple little things. And his backup is Chase Edmonds. Edmonds is averaging 6.7 yards a carry this season. And he's got a lot of trust from the coaches, it seems. They've actually let him line up as wide receiver a few times, and he's got six catches on eight targets already this year. And he, he stepped in uh, last week and made an immediate impact. So if you're a David Johnson owner and looking for somebody to you know, to, to plug and play if, if, if uh, DJ is out, um, try to go to your waiver wire and see if Edmonds is available. It's possible that he's still sitting there. Um, his value is completely dependent upon whether or not David Johnson is healthy. Um, but if he – is out. Uh, Edmonds is a, a really good pickup and, and to plug him in this week at home against a, a Falcons defense, which is, is struggling a little bit. Um, Todd Gurley popped up as well with a quad injury. Malcolm Brown is his uh, backup. Malcolm Brown has actually not done a whole lot uh, with his work. He's, his, his value, again, is going to be dependent on whether or not Gurley plays or not. But he does have two two touchdowns uh, around the goal line with limited work. So it's, again, it's just somebody, if you're desperate and you're a girly owner, uh, who should you be picking up? Malcolm Brown would be the guy there. And then, uh, and I'm not sure if, if uh, this is just, Hey, we need to get this guy a rest uh, on a Wednesday because we've been using him to death, but Christian McCaffrey actually popped up on the injury report. Didn't practice today uh, with a back, uh, his back clearly hurts from carrying the entire franchise. Yes, uh, in Carolina, and what is interesting here is his backup uh, is Reggie Bonifant, um, who had only played five snaps. Up, so it's to not last Jonathan weekend. Stewart. <laughs> well, well, circa two thousand what seventeen. Seems like it should be Jonathan Stewart. Right. Jonathan Stewart's probably, I guess he could be in the league somewhere, right? Uh, he seems to pop up when you least expect him. Yeah. Um, but Bonifant actually had five carries, 80 yards, uh, popped off a 59-yard touchdown, so it was kind of hard to ignore uh, his 
uh, production this weekend when when McCaffrey went out with some cramps. Bonifin goes out there and immediately makes an impact. So he's a name you probably haven't heard of and is probably readily available on the waiver wire. But if McCaffrey for some reason can't go uh, or you're a McCaffrey owner, definitely look to pick him up. And then you you can't help but wonder if the Panthers realize maybe they need to scale back McCaffrey's work a little bit. Um, and if Bonifin, you know, has a little bit of a flash in the pan, if he somehow could work his way into a role where he's getting 10 or 12 touches uh, a week and we get into all these bye weeks and, and all these injuries to the running back uh, position, you're kind of just hoping to find something off the the trash heap. Um, and you got to like what you saw out of Bonifin this weekend. So those were some some guys that popped up today uh, on Wednesday. Obviously, you want to monitor their progress and see whether or not they practice on Thursday or Friday. Um, obviously, if David Johnson and McCaffrey are healthy, you're rolling with them. Um, but if for some reason they're not or going down the road, those are some guys you might want to, to circle. So um, a couple of guys that I think we uh, could move on from. I own a couple of these guys in a few leagues, and it's just been hanging on to them for the last few weeks, just praying that they kind of open up or their roles change or their production changes. And, you know, you draft guys like this in the sixth, seventh, eighth round. And it's like, okay, I hate to just dump a draft pick on the waiver wire and somebody pick them up. Cause that you just feel like that's a surefire way for somebody to go off is cause you don't own them anymore. But I'm over these four guys. Number one is Corey Davis, wide receiver out of Tennessee's wide, re- wide receiver 60. Uh, right now, so far on the season, he's third on his team in, in receptions. The rookie, A.J. Brown, seems to be emerging. Of course, everybody knows Delaney Walker's there. Uh, Tennessee relies pretty heavily on Derrick Henry in the run. Mariota is uh, number 21 in the league in pass yards. So they're already in kind of a, a pretty bad passing offense. And I do think Corey Davis is a really good player, uh, has a lot of talent. And if he was in any other situation, would probably be producing. But uh, it's just not happening for him and the Tennessee Titans right now. So, I, you know, I, again, I've got him in a 14-team league, and there's not a whole lot on the waiver wire in a 14-team league. But at some point, it's just like you kind of have to cut your losses with some of these guys. And I'm, I'm kind of to the point uh, with that with with Corey Davis, and I'm looking to try to find some of these younger up-and-coming guys. So, Corey Davis leads us off on our our dump list. Number two, again, this is not probably not going to be easy for those of you that drafted him in a you know top five or six round, um, but that's the tight end, O.J. Howard. Uh, has been massively disappointing. 24th in receptions among tight ends this year. They've actually got him blocking on about 20% of his snaps, and he also has to deal with uh, fellow tight end Cameron Brait being on the field with him as well. And Brait runs – uh, pretty much 100% of his snaps, he's running a route. So if Braid is on the field, he's running a route. So if if, Bra- if they're running a, a two tight end set, chances are Howard's staying in the block and Braid's going out to to catch a pass. And Braid only has four fewer targets than Howard and has played 50% fewer snaps. So again, it's just not really happening for Howard. He was targeted in the end zone last week, but he's fourth on his team in targets and receptions, and they've got a few different running backs that they're dumping the ball off to. And of course, everybody knows about Godwin and, and, and Mike Evans who, who put up a goose egg last week, but he's not going to do that every single week. So I think it's time, you know, if you, um, you know, like I said, it's not easy sometimes to let these guys go uh, when you drafted them uh, pretty high, but chances are nobody's trading for OJ Howard right now. So if you've got to move 
somebody to get a roster spot to open up for a wide receiver or a running back that is is on a bye, I think you can dump O.J. Howard right now. Uh, and chances are he'll still be there in a few weeks if you get desperate and need to pick him up. Uh, the next two, we've got two running backs here. Uh, out of Seattle, Rashad Penny, another guy that I've got in that 14-team league that I've just been kind of hoping and praying will do something. Uh, I thought that he would jump in the mix when Carson had all his fumble issues, but Pete Carroll seems to want to stick with Carson regardless of the fumbles that he's had. Uh, Carson seems to have you know, fixed a little bit of those issues. And Penny's only playing 14% of his snaps, um, getting about five touches a game. Now, obviously, if Carson goes down with an injury, Penny would be the guy to own in Seattle because they are pretty run heavy. But I thought Penny would factor into the mix uh, more than he has, given that, that Seattle wants to run the ball. But Russell Wilson has been absolutely phenomenal. You could argue he's an MVP candidate right now. Um, and I think they're relying on him a little bit more than uh, probably what we all expected. So I think Rashad Penny's a guy that can go as well. Uh, and then finally, uh, out of San Francisco, they've got such a log jam in their backfield. Um, Jeff Wilson has scored four touchdowns on 18 carries. Tevin Coleman is coming back from an injury. Matt Breida scored two touchdowns this last weekend. So if you're hanging on to Raheem Mostert, it's probably time to, to cut ties there. Um, Mostert scored 21 points in week two. Uh, played about 50% of the snaps and everybody, he was kind of one of those sneaky waiver wire pickups that it seemed like, Hey, this is a guy that we want to keep on our radar, but he's down to about 30, 35% of the snaps. And with everybody coming back in San Francisco, uh, he's just probably not worth saving a roster spot for. And we're in the middle of bye weeks. Now the bills, the bears, Colts, Raiders, all those teams are on buys. We're going to have, you know, four teams on a bye each week going on and, and in some of your leagues, depending on how short your bench is, it's just hard to to justify holding a roster spot with a lot of these guys. So, um, you know, if, if if you're looking to pick somebody up and you're kind of wondering, well, I, I just know everybody knows the name O.J. Howard or Corey Davis or Rashad Penny. Um, you probably can be pretty safe in, in dumping those guys and going and picking somebody up that uh, is actually on the field producing right now. So we talked earlier, you know, my starting quarterback – has been Baker Mayfield. Mm. No longer. Kyler mm. Murray making the call to the bullpen. Come on, buddy. You can't be you literally can't be much worse than Baker Mayfield giving me no points. Thank God <laughs> I went up against Travis's garbage team and was it was able to win, squeak out a win, but my quarterback had no points. So you were you were the team that beat Travis? Oh yeah. Last weekend? Yeah. So Travis was undefeated. Uh it's really the not holy, a big deal. The holy triumvirate of Travis Mahomes and Mason Crosby. Yeah, it's not. And you deal. and your zero-point Baker Mayfield took him down. Yeah, in which I saw something on Twitter. Bayf uh, Bayfield, yeah. Baker Mayfield is just Tebow without Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> which is terrible, which is terrible, but really funny. All right. But he did shake Richard Sherman's hand. Oh, he we totally did. He totally did. Yeah. And that's something I want I I want Trey's input on that. I'm just going to see if Trey even saw that. Because Trey doesn't have a Twitter. So tomorrow night we're recording our Thoughts from the Cheap Seats episode. I'm just going to ask him uh, if he saw that. I want, to, I want to hear Trey's take. But total lie from Richard Sherman, so we won't talk yeah. about that. Uh, moving on from fantasy. Locks of the week. You were called out on our last episode by Matthew Parker. He said that – Right. What did he say? You hadn't won any? Oh, he just said that I, like, you know – 
I'm paraphrasing, but I guess I was garbage at this, uh, yeah. or that I wasn't, I wasn't doing too hot. So, so tell the people the what truth. I, what I did was, is like any good uh, coach or uh, athlete, I went back and I actually reviewed the tape, you know, because we all want to get better, you know. So we go back and we listen and we we um, try to get better, or hone our craft. And Matthew needs to be made aware that I'm actually three and two in my locks of the week. Um, now I completely whiffed on the saints at Seattle. I will own that all day long. Uh, but all the way at the very beginning, when I first jumped on with y'all, if you'll recall, I said, put the house on the Packers, uh, back in like week, uh, week one when they played the bears and I got that one. Um, and so I was about 50, 50, uh, lock of the week last week was going to be taking the pack against my Cowboys, uh, to cover there. Cause I don't, I don't trust the Cowboys to really do anything these days. So that puts me at three and two, um, in the month. Off air, on so, air, two and two. Okay. Well, just a little right, so, asterisk, a little asterisk. Off air, three and two. On air, two and two. Right, but we couldn't, we couldn't hook up last week, so yeah. you know, I put that as a very light asterisk uh, because that would have been my lock of the week last week. It's like the, uh, it's but more we just so like a plus to get sign. on air together. It's more so like a plus sign, not the full asterisk, just the plus side of it. Right, 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 yeah. right. Half of an asterisk. Kind of erased. Me maybe. on the other hand, three and one. I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know what my lock of the week would have been last week. I'm going to say I didn't bet because I feel like I don't know anything about football anymore. <laughs> it is right. so hard, so it hard. Is. But my lock of the week this week, and I've got two sitting here on a piece on my computer. I'm going to go our New Orleans Saints plus one in Jacksonville versus Gardner Minshew and the bunch. Just because I think we're a little too high on the Jaguars right now. Uh, Jaguars beat the Broncos by two and then turned around and lost to the Carolina Panthers. I mean, I get it. Carolina, Carolina's okay. They're not good. They're okay. Um, and I just – I just, I, it dumbfounds me how they think that they have a shot against the Saints. Like how Vegas thinks – it's almost going to be – it's basically a pick. I saw on, on five times, I think, you know, minus one, plus one, whatever. I just have no idea how Vegas gets that. I mean, it is in Jacksonville, I suppose. Everybody's buying into the Minshew mania. Um, buying to the Teddy know. Two Gloves mania. The guy wears <laughs> two gloves. He's stupid confident. I, this week he's yeah. going to throw three touchdowns, and the Jaguars don't score more than two touchdowns. You think? Yeah, it's a trap game. If Saints don't don't get trapped, Jaguars do. Boom. Oof. That's you betting on Sean Payton again. That's oh yeah, for saying. sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Although my guy, my guy Chark, man, he's a stud. We've been on him from the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's it's finally time to just. He's a bona fide baller. Like the dude, the dude can play. Um, he won't score know, a touchdown Orleans, this weekend. Who does New Orleans have next week? Do we know? After that. Yeah. Uh, Who are they looking ahead? I think towards? it's the Bears. The Bears. Okay, it's not a divisional game or anything. So, like that. so it's Field, yeah, it's no, not a. It's like Bears, uh, and then the Dirty Birds when Drew made. Okay, over. yeah, yeah. So I was thinking if they were the if the Falcons was next, then maybe they might overlook Jackson no. a little bit. But um, Man, nobody cares about the Dirty Birds either. They're garbage. Yeah, but they're but the Saints are bound to lose to one garbage divisional team every well, year. Oh yeah, they are. I mean, I mean, just that's so a, much like the Patriots are. That's a lock, <laughs> right there. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sitting here looking at these. I've got to decide on one. I've got, I've got two or three that uh, I kind of like. Um, 
And as much as I typically shy away from large lines, I'm going to go with the New England Patriots minus 14 at home against the Giants. Minus 14? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I don't know what you got it at right now, but let's see. I've, no, it's not minus 14. We're going to we're going to maybe we have to edit that out. It's Patriots minus 17. 17. Ooh, yes. this thing moved quite yes. a bit. Yes. So you still want it? All right, I'll go Patriots minus 17 on oh Thursday night. Oh my goodness. On a Thursday night. On a Thursday so the, night short week. The, the Giants don't have anybody in their starting lineup that was in their starting lineup week one. I mean, Eli's out, Barkley's out, Shepard's out, Ingram's out. Now, Golden Tate is back. Um, back, back, back. And you've got, you know, Danny One Dime is back there throwing the ball. But now, now the Giants are down to their third string running back. No tight end. I mean, it's. It's going to be pretty bleak, and that's that's me kind of betting on Belichick, I guess. Danny uh, Dimes couldn't – he couldn't look any more like Eli Manning. <laughs> right. The dude literally comes to the stadium looking like Eli Manning and then gets on the yep. field looking like Eli Manning. Like, it's the same guy. I think they – like somebody on one of the Sunday morning shows said it looked like the substitute teacher was here because he had like it. his Patagonia zip-up and like his – you know, book bag was on, and yeah. it was like, okay, here comes you know, Mr. Jones, the substitute teacher the, for third period math. The only difference is Daniel Jones is not a mouth breather. I don't think I he is not a, mouth He's not a mouth breather. Look, and then I was going to say this. So you've got the Patriots minus seventeen bold. I've got the dead bolt of the week week being the Saints, but the little bottom knob lock of the week, like you know, like there's a dead bolt and there's a bottom part. Packers right. minus four. Versus the Lions. Mm. Packers minus four. That's a joke. That's disrespect for Aaron Rodgers. At home. Yes. Lambeau, Lambeau. Lions, going to get exposed. I said at the beginning (laughs) of the year, the Lions, I think, were the worst team in the NFL. Now, I will say Matt Parker said that the Ravens were going to be the worst team in the NFL. (laughs) Okay, I I like saying that. I like reminding everybody of that. Um, But, yeah, Packers minus four, easy money. Now, Now, the Lions are coming off a bye. Yeah, give them up. They're healthy. Uh, uh, Green Bay's coming off the greatest win they're going to have all year, beating the Cowboys. Eh. Um, I, I I see them here at minus five and a half, so it's moved to it's moved to four. Um, so clearly that's where your money's going. So yeah, I, I can see that Green Bay by a touchdown. Yeah, Green Bay by a touchdown at least. At least, at least. How how are you after that big loss as a, as a Cowboys fan? How are you feeling? Uh, who's a Cowboys fan? You, sir. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the one nice thing, it, it was, it was a shame not being on with you two weeks ago, but yeah. we didn't have to rehash the Saints game. So, um, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I've noticed watching the Cowboys from the first three weeks and the last two weeks. Now, clearly the schedule has been tougher the last two weeks than it was weeks one, two, and three, but I noticed something in the last two weeks. Those two games seem like they have the stink of Jason Garrett all over them. And it's almost like weeks one, two, three, and again, I know they were bad defenses, but it was like Kellen Moore was allowed to do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. They could let Dak out. They they you know, they were do they were being creative. They were coming up with all kinds of stuff. Like 
offense was rolling and clicking. And then they go into the dome against a backup quarterback, and it was like they were scared to do anything. And Jason Garrett is notorious for trying to play, you know, to not lose instead of playing to win. And it just felt like his hand was all over that game. And then you show up at home against Aaron Rodgers, come out as flat as they possibly can. And if if they show Jason Garrett standing on the sideline staring at somebody one more time, like <laughs> I'm I, I I'm not even sure his headset is set up to talk to anybody. Oh, it, uh, because no. you never see no. him talking to anybody. Like you know, he doesn't have a pen, he doesn't have a sheet. It's just like he just stands there and stares at the turf. Yep, it's pretty and, bad. and is not anywhere involved in any of this. But it it just felt like the game plan. Like he didn't like the fact that Kellen Moore was getting all this love. Uh, Jerry Jones doesn't want Dak to have three great weeks because he doesn't want to pay him 40 mil. So it's like, hey, let's go in here and sabotage this a little bit so Dak has a couple of bad weeks and so I can get off only having to pay him like 28 mil instead of 38 mil. Um, it's just they don't they don't want to win. They're so frustrating. Mm, that's bold. They don't want to win. They don't want to win. I think Jerry's perfectly fine being 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, and seven, as long as the money's coming in. Oh, well, what he's thinking right now is this is the best possible thing for his pocketbook right now. Like, all right, we're probably not going to win a Super Bowl. I really don't want to have to pay Dak. Uh, Dak no, he doesn't. He, does. he can't. I mean, they're paying he everybody else. Can't. He literally can't. So, yeah, this is going to be that's, tough. That's, that's kind of been his MO, like, all these years. And, and I do think, like, the Cowboys are one of those teams where if everything is going right, they're incredible. You know, and Tyron Smith has been out the last two weeks. Michael Gallup was out, and I think Michael Gallup being out really, really hurts their their offense. No vertical attack. You can key in on Amari Cooper. You can put an extra guy in the box against Zeke. Like Gallup back helped them next week because I do think he's he's an emerging star. Obviously, Tyron Smith is one of the best left tackles in the in the league. Not having him is a big deal, but everybody has injuries, you know. And it's like as soon as, soon as one thing goes wrong for them, they all fall apart. And I agree. If everybody was healthy and Everything was equal. Like I think the Cowboys, you could argue, has probably one of the best rosters in the league and can compete for a title. But they can't handle the first bit of adversity. And that is what is so frustrating about them. Hey, neither can their uh, fan base. Who's that? Is that neither can their fan base. Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> but we've messing. been doing it for 30 years. Like, um, you know, it's just it's it's maddening. But they're down like twenty four to nothing, and I'm sitting here going, "They're going to come back. Like they're going to suck me into turning the game on because they're going to have a chance to score with an onside kick. Like it's the same thing every week. So it's just they're they are super frustrating. But they're still three and two. I mean, like yeah, it's not over. Open the division is not very good, you know. Um, but they are frustrating, man. Very much so. Well, Kyle, man, we appreciate it. Uh, Absolutely. People at home that are listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at, at @fromcheap. Uh, I've already plugged Five Star Hoops, Kyle, in the intro, but go follow those guys uh, on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. Right? You on Facebook? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Make sure you're following that. You want to get better at ball? Doesn't matter if you're six or twenty-seven, Matt Parker. If you want to get better, Matt Parker, uh, give Kyle give Kyle a, a call. I can definitely make Matt not a bad basketball player. Dude, he's like the only person that can halfway guard me on this planet. <laughs> Not really. Anyways, thanks, Kyle. See you, brother.